Good morning. Today is Wednesday, February 2nd, 2022. It seems like a simple question that seems to call for a simple answer. Which is the real Adar? Adar Rishon, the first Adar, or Adar Sheni, the second Adar? This year is a Jewish leap year, and that means that instead of 12 lunar cycles, there are 13. And the reason is because without adding this extra lunar month, Pesach would occur in the middle of March. And in Israel, that is still clearly the rainy season. And the Torah tells us that Pesach is called Chag HaAviv, the holiday of springtime, and it must be observed, celebrated in the springtime in Israel. So, because we add this month, Pesach this year will be the middle of April, certainly the height of spring in Israel, where it should be. So, we have this year, and approximately every three years, Adar First Adar and Second Adar. Today is Rosh Chodesh Adar Rishon, day number one of First Adar. Which is the real Adar and which is the extra Adar? It's not simple. It is a highly disputed issue with great authorities on both sides. The normative opinion, the majority opinion, is that the real Adar is this one, Adar Rishon, the first Adar. Which makes sense intuitively because it makes sense to assume that the second Adar is the one that was added. Now, Bar and Bat Mitzvah is an anomaly to this because bar and bat mitzvah, bat mitzvah at the age of 12 for a girl and bar mitzvah at the age of 13 for a boy does not depend on months. It depends on years. And this year is a year that has 13 months. So if someone is born in a regular year of in the month of Adar, if their bar or bat mitzvah was this year, it would take place in the second Adar, not the first, because it doesn't follow the general rule since it relates to years, not months. Yard site. If someone passed away in a Jewish leap year, and now we have another Jewish leap year and a person, a mourner, is observing the yard site, so they observe in this Jewish leap year the same date that the person passed away in that leap year. If a person passed away in a regular year during the month of Adar, which yard site should they observe this year? So this year they should observe the yard site in Adar Rishon, first Adar, in this month. Again, following that normative majority opinion that this is the real month of Adar. I must tell you, there are some people who disagree and who will observe Adar 
in the sec their yard site in the second Adar, and there are some people who observe both in the first Adar and second Adar. But in terms of what the basic general accepted rule is, yard site takes place in first Adar. But the big exception to all of this is Purim. Now, this too is disputed in the Gemara, in the Talmud, and it is decided in favor of Purim in the second Adar. There is a remnant of Purim in the first Adar, in our month that we're just beginning now. The 14th of this month is called Purim Katan, the minor Purim, the, the smaller Purim, and the 15th of this month is called Shushan Purim Katan, Shushan Purim the minor. But there's really no celebration attached to those dates. There's no none of the mitzvos or, or, or rituals of Purim are done on those dates. I mean, if you want to have an extra l'chaim, if you want to give some extra tzedakah, there's nothing wrong with that. But it doesn't really leave much of an imprint. And for that reason, and I don't want to be the one to disappoint you, but for that reason, the famous phrase that we often quote, Mishenichnes Adar Marbim Basimcha, when the month of Adar begins, we increase our joy. It's not today. It's next month, because that phrase, the in, in, enhancing and increasing our joy in the month of Adar, is connected to Purim. And since Purim is only in the second Adar, that concept, Mishaniknas Adar Marbim Basimcha, only applies in the second Adar. I'm sorry. The question is why? Why is Purim in the second Adar? if, as we have asserted, the normative opinion is that it's the first Adar is the real one. So the Talmud itself says, Masmich Geula Legeula. We want to make a thematic connection between the redemption of Purim and the redemption of Pesach by placing these two holidays as close together as possible, meaning only one month separated, not two months separated, which would happen if it was in the first Adar. Because they are both Geula. They are the redemption of the Jewish people. Pesach, we are redeemed from Egypt. Purim, we are redeemed from Achashverosh. But there is something curious about this connection between Purim and Pesach. Yes, both are redemptions about a thousand years apart. Both are celebrating the saving of the entire Jewish people from grave harm. But they're also very, very different. On Pesach, God openly intervened to change the course of history with miracles and wonders. Purim is just the opposite. Famously, God's name does not even appear. It's not mentioned in the narrative told in the book of Ruth, Megillus Esther. There are no overt miracles. 
just coincidences. So my friend and colleague, Rabbi Jake Kelman, offers this explanation. Pesach, Passover, celebrates the formation of the Jewish nation, the Jewish people, which is based on this principle with which Maimonides, the Rambam, begins his famous work, Mishneh Torah, with these words, the foundation of foundations and the pillar of wisdom is to know that there is a God, meaning a God who is a source and cause of all in existence. Pesach is the holiday on which we celebrate God's role in history. About a thousand years later, we were able to recognize God even when he is hidden, as he was on Purim. No open miracles are needed because we have come to understand that all that transpires is the will of God. Purim and Pesach cannot be separated so that the link between open miracles and hidden miracles can be emphasized. So in fact, Pesach to Purim represents a continuum, an evolution of our understanding of God's role in the world. At the beginning, we only saw God's overt wonders. By the time of Purim, we can, and that's really what we're celebrating on Purim, is that we came to recognize God's hand in everything, even when it looks like it's just a coincidence. There are no coincidences. God is performing miracles for us every moment, whether open or hidden, whether we see them or we don't. Linking Purim to Pesach teaches us the miracles we don't see are just as spectacular as the miracles we do see. Happy Rosh Chodesh. I wish you a great day, and I look forward to seeing all of you soon in person.